With gratitude, we would like to acknowledge that Foundry Ridge Meadows is on the unceded, ancestral, traditional, and territorial land of the Keitsi and Kwantlen people. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Peers in a Pod. Um, I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm here with Connor. And today we wanted to talk a little bit on how to create and how to maintain friendships because uh, that can be real tricky sometimes. Um, so just to kind of start us off as a little opening question, uh, Connor, I wanted to ask you, what kind of qualities do, do you look for, do you value in a friend? For me, I tend to look for certain qualities that complement my own and usually tend to be not a quality or value that I possess already. So people that are really blunt, I tend to weirdly get along with because I, I'm not, I'm not always straight to the point, but I value that. Is that why we get along? Because I'm so blunt? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that because for me, I need somebody who can tell it to me like it is. I've had a lot of experiences with, with my best friend, um, very bluntly saying, you're being dumb in this situation. You're not being treated right. You need to fix this, um, and either get out or move away or, get out of this toxic situation. I've had that a number of times um, because I don't, I need a firm hand. I don't respond well <laughs> to subtle nudging in the right direction. That's what I look for in, in a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, what do I look for in a friend? I mean, I think like for me, the main thing is just somebody who's very like open and accepting and not necessarily laid back because I'm not laid back. I'm very intense. Um, but laid back in the sense of like, you can come however you are and I'll come however I am and that's okay. And it doesn't matter if we're different or if we're the same or whatever. Oh, is that why um, we get along so well? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's like a big thing. Um, I mean, it's like kind of silly to say because who wants a mean friend but someone who's like kind and thoughtful like those are sort of big things that are really important to me um and then also somebody who like laughs at my jokes even if they aren't funny oh yeah you need somebody that is just that laugh track in your life that's like i said something (laughs) you knew i meant it to be funny regardless if it is or not you laughed yeah, you have to pretend that I'm hilarious to make me feel better. Yeah. Um, or ideally actually think I'm funny. That's an ideal situation. That's, that's the golden <laughs> p- buzzer person. And you're like, you actually thought that was funny? Stick with me, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Another big thing I look for, speaking of funny, is like someone who can kind of laugh themselves a little bit. Because uh, I like to give people a hard time. Um, and I like to give myself a hard time. So I think somebody who can kind of like laugh at that yeah. a little bit is is good somebody who's comfortable you know occasionally being the punchline or or making themselves the punchline i think uh is t- to me as well an attractive mm-hmm. quality in a friend for sure yeah in a nice way though like yeah. there's you, there's boundaries you don't push and there's lines and things you shouldn't make fun of but someone who can handle a little bit of light teasing mm-hmm. and can like dish it back a little bit because honestly i need it yeah <laughs> um, so i that kind of i guess goes into a you know, what you value in a friend for sure, but, and we talked about it a little bit, what makes a good friend, you don't, you said it before, you don't really want somebody that's mean, right? You want somebody that's kind. Um, 
and you talked about boundaries. I think a good friend is somebody that respects your boundaries, asks about your boundaries, right? And is is proactive in being like, how how are we interacting with each other? How can we make this comfortable and a good experience for everybody involved, right? I think a good friend like actively cares about and tries to explore what those things are with you. Mm-hmm. And tries to like understand maybe where you're coming from, what your boundaries are what you need and what your needs are and it before the podcast it was something that connor was talking about that i think is a really great thing to figure out about your friendships is what are your needs or wants from that friendship and what are you able to give to that friendship um so i don't know if you maybe want to talk a bit about that connor because i thought that was a great great point sure i mean like most relationships it's a two-way street right and it's it's a partnership between two people um, in where you're getting something and you're giving something. So oftentimes when you're hanging out with your friends, you're getting laughs, you know, you're, you're getting emotional support. I would say like, if we're talking about for me, what I expect and what I need from a lot of my close friends, uh, are, you know, some emotional support, um, when, when it's called for, um, the ability to, to have fun with me, right? I, I need that in, in a friend, um, and as far as like what I give, I try and give um, support. I try and give that positivity. Um, sometimes I don't necessarily have that for myself, but weirdly enough, I feel like it's a strength that I, I am pretty readily a- able to give to other people. Um, and I think it's important to realize that you don't always need to be receiving and giving the same things for friendships for them to work out, because I think a lot of it is... Um, there can be differences between what each person needs, but as long as that's something that is understood between people, I think it's good. But you can sometimes run into trouble when somebody's expecting you to give them something and you're maybe <clears throat> expecting or, or ready to give them something else and it doesn't quite line up. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it can differ from friendship to friendship, right? Like you might have some really close friends who what you expect from them is maybe a little bit more uh, than what you expect from other friends. So like a really close friend, you might expect some um, emotional support. You might expect them to be someone you can go to when you're really struggling. You might not expect that from somebody who's not as close a friend or maybe uh, a more casual friend. And I think that's okay. Like that's totally fine to have different levels of friendship and have different um, relationships with people. But it is just making sure that your expectations for that friendship are are accurate to what it is. And also something I'm really guilty of that I do sometimes is expecting more from other people than what I give myself. Um, and, and knowing that, like you said earlier, friendship is a two-way street and you can't expect somebody to be your like emotional support person if you're not willing to give something similar in return or, or to um, be there for them in return. I have definitely had experiences where I have not done the proper maintenance that a a really close friendship needs sometimes, right? If you're having like a really rough time of it and, you know, it's it's a couple months of like, hey, I need to talk, I need to talk, I need to talk. Even when you're on the other side of that, or maybe even sometimes when you're not prepared and you're not on the other side of that, somebody else might be having a bad day too. And that's part of that I think relationship that you have with that person of like, hey, I'm not feeling my best, but I'm going to do my best, whatever that looks like right now for you, because I know that you would do the same 
for me. Um, there's a lot of maintenance that goes into your relationships with other people. And especially, mm-hmm. it's no different with friendships, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it connects to two things I wanted to touch on. One is we kind of already mentioned earlier, but um, I think we often think about like friendships, relationships as being completely 50-50. Like that's what they should be in an ideal world. And I think overall, when you look at that friendship or relationship, it should be 50-50. But you might have some days or some weeks where it's more 70-30. Like maybe you're going through a really difficult time. You only have 30% to give to that friendship and your friend is is doing a bit better and they're able to give a little bit more and give more like 70%. And that's okay to, to happen occasionally. Um, and at least the other point that I think the key to that is communication and communicating when you're not doing well. I mean, those of us who struggle with mental health know that when you're struggling, maintaining friendships and keeping in contact with people feels impossible. It's too much and it's really overwhelming. And so I think um, being able to communicate that to people and say like, hey, I know I haven't been responding to a ton of your texts. Like, I promise I care about you and I'm your friend. I'm just going through a really difficult time right now. Um, so I might be a little absent. I'm, you know, and, and that's okay. Like to communicate that is is totally fine and acceptable and important to do. And it, any good friend is going to appreciate that you've communicated that. Yeah. And maybe it's kind of like just more of a normalizing thing. But how how do you get to where that's just a regular thing that you do with your friends? Right. I mean, it has to start sometime. I feel like that can sometimes be maybe an anxious thing that you think about, like, what if they're going to have a bad reaction to this or whatever, right? What if they're going to be like, well, I still need more from you. Um, and I think it, it just takes comfortability with that person. And if you don't have comfortability, perhaps that's a good chance to build it, right? They might surprise you um, when you just kind of let yourself be vulnerable in those moments, be like, hey, I'm, I'm not doing so good right now, like you said, right? And I think a lot of times people respect that a lot. And if they don't, that's pretty uh, good red flag that maybe that's not the kind of friendship that you need then if that's something that you have kind of reached within yourself to, to do and you're not comfortable with it. If it's not returned in a way that makes you feel like you're being supported, that's something possibly to reflect on about that friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought up anxious thoughts and connection to friendships. Um, I'm somebody who I will have been friends with somebody for years and years and years and I still have moments where I go do they hate me like I haven't talked to them in a week or so do they hate my guts um and and I think that's a thing that a lot of people deal with um so I think sometimes even just challenging your own anxious thoughts a little bit um can be helpful like my goal for myself the past little bit has been to try and make some kind of social plan at least once a week because I tend to isolate myself a little (laughs) bit Um, and I tend to not be the person to reach out to my friends and my friends are always reaching out to me. Um, So I'm trying to kind of remedy that. But I will say a barrier for me and, and what I've noticed as a mental block is this thought of like, well, what if I ask them to hang out and they don't want to see me or they don't want to spend time with me and then I get rejected and feel awful and I like I say because I'm an overthinker because I'm an anxious person I'm the kind of person who even if they're like legitimately busy like legitimately are just working or doing something I'm like oh maybe they just hate me you hate me now you don't want to (laughs) hang out with me because I said no that last time yeah exactly right and so I think sometimes it's just challenging those your own mental roadblocks a little bit and so it's been a big thing for me to go like don't take everything so personally like it's not 
about you. They might just be busy. Like, that's okay. Um, And so my goal has been not necessarily to have a social plan every week, but to reach out to somebody and try. Because my thought process and what I'm trying to convince myself of is even if they're not able to hang out or not able to make those plans, they at least feel like you've made an effort and they feel like you've reached out and that they're not always the person having to reach out to make plans. It's nice to know that you're in somebody's thoughts, that that they're thinking of you, that they are specifically trying to figure out a way that they can spend time with you, right? It makes you feel, you know, cherished in, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So there was also I kind of talking about how if somebody doesn't uh, reciprocate when you're being vulnerable with them, um, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit too, how other people usually reach out to you a lot and stuff like that. Um, sometimes it, it falls through, I think is just also a, a thing to mention. No fault of your own and you're you doing your best effort to try and maintain a friendship Sometimes people either grow apart or you start to notice that there was a lot of things that were fraying that are are kind of constant bits of stressors in that relationship. I had a point um, where I was kind of at my lowest. Usually it was, I think, middle slash late part of high school where my friend group would often be like, hey, do you want to come hang with us? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I, like you, huge self-isolator. I was like, nope, I'm doing a thing and my thing was sitting in bed watching youtube videos um (laughs) a very important thing absolutely um and it definitely got to a point where those invitations stopped coming because i just never wanted to go out and do those things um and i think part of you know why i bring this up those were friendships that i was never comfortable enough to be like hey i'm not doing so good right now um I don't feel like I really want to do this. I still like hanging out with you guys and, you know, I, I value, you know, what we have, but there was just never that level of closeness um, with those people that I was able to to tap into that more vulnerable side and, and be real with them in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think like being able to take a little bit of realness too, I um, a while back had a situation where I was kind of upset with a friend and, and mentioned that to her. And she said to me, and she was really honest, and I appreciate it, was like, you know, Jenny, like, you never asked me to hang out. Like, I'm always the one reaching out to you. I don't think in our entire friendship you've ever asked me first to hang out. And I kind of had to self-reflect a bit and go like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. I haven't. And it it wasn't that I didn't want to see her. I didn't enjoy her company. It was just that I had some of those roadblocks and some of that fear of rejection Um, So I think also being able to take when someone's really being honest with you and being able to kind of reflect on that a little bit. Like I still really, really appreciate her honesty and appreciate that we had the kind of relationship where she could say that to me because I think it's made our friendship better. And I, I know now in the future that I'm not always the greatest at reaching out first or at trying to make plans. And that's something that I'm close enough with this person to want to try and work on and want to fix. So, yeah, I think being able to take that too, and, and it goes back to what you've been saying of having that trust and that closeness to be able to be honest with each other, even when they're not the easiest conversations. I think most of most of the conversation so far has focused around maintaining friendships, like how do you upkeep and make sure that they're healthy. But I think we've just touched upon something that goes into creating friendships, and that is being proactive. Right. And being the one to reach out. So 
you know, setting the scene. You're in, you know, uh, school or you're at the movies. You're doing some kind of activity where you're involved with other people um, or you're at work, whatever it is. And, you know, there's a little bit of uh, friendly banter or something, right? Or you just kind of see somebody and you're interacting with them. And you're like, you know, I, I kind of like this person. We share some things in common. What does it take to create a friendship? How how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so glad we're moving on to talking about creating friendships because I think that's a really difficult thing to do. I think especially once you exit high school and you don't have just that natural social interaction that happens and, and you actually have to start putting in more of an effort or potentially making new friends. And it's so hard to do. Like it's really, really hard to do as an adult. I totally understand that. Um, and I think, Honor, you really talked about the main point of like, the key is when you find someone that you maybe get along with or can joke around with, whether that be through what you're doing for work, whether it be through university, whether it be through a club or, or whatever, taking that step that can be really difficult to say like, hey, do you want to hang out sometime or do you want to go do this sometime? Um is a yeah you have to be proactive and I get that it's scary like I'm someone who's very scared of rejection and you know we always think about rejection in terms of romantic relationships but rejection can happen in friendships too and it's almost like more hurtful um so I get that there's the fear but I think it is really really pushing yourself to step outside of that comfort zone a little bit and to potentially face some rejection but also potentially make a new friend yeah, so I mean, having that be so kind of closely tied, we're we're talking about engaging socially, right? And I think a lot of people, when um, when you talk about approaching somebody and asking them to hang out, they probably do think about you know relationships or something romantic or whatever. How do you distinguish that or make it apparent to the person that you're going up to? that this is some this is not you hitting on them or something like that you make a good point i that's actually not something i had fully considered but yeah that does add an additional struggle to it where you're like how do i make this clear that i just want to be friends and i'm not like especially if it's a situation where maybe you're like at the gym and you meet someone who you think is really fun how do you make it seem like not creepy and like you're like no i just want to be buddies um yeah that's actually something i hadn't considered that i do think maybe adds a little bit of anxiety to that situation a good way to do it potentially and a way that might make you feel a bit more comfortable is inviting them to like a group thing the first couple times so maybe um you've met someone and you've had a great conversation about how much the both of you like hiking or like a really great trail that you both like maybe say like oh hey me and a couple friends are gonna do that hike on Friday do you want to come with or like do you and a few friends want to come with um and I think that's a great way a for people to just feel a little bit safer and a little bit more comfortable and hopefully makes it nice and clear that that you want to be friends yeah for sure um I think too that there is uh there's a little bit of like a, like a lot of things in life, there's not necessarily necessarily uh, an equal opportunity for male, female, or you know to include non-binary folks that maybe present a certain way. Um, speaking as a male perspective, recognizing that a lot of uh, them can be, let's say, presumptuous uh, when somebody would come up and be like, "Hey, can we hang out or something like that? You seem real fun." 
your mind goes to like, oh, this person is interested in me most of the time. So I think that that's an important thing to consider and be aware of for the person that might be asking that of you, right? To challenge your own assumptions and be like, I don't know this person. Let's get to know this person. I think that there's a lot to be said when you're especially meeting new people and making new friends about just getting to know the human being that's in front of you before you attach any sort of preconceived thoughts about where they're coming from at it. Mm -hmm. And like Connor uh, said earlier, I'm very blunt. So I think you can literally say like, I'm looking to make some more friends. Like That's great. <laughs> do you like, do you want to hang out? And like, I think you can totally enter a situation like that to make it super clear. Um, and, you know, it maybe sounds a little childish, but I think you literally can go like, do you want to be my friend? Like, do you want to hang out? And I think you would be surprised how many people are in the same position who are also maybe struggling to make friends or to meet new people. Um, yeah, I think you'd be surprised at how well most people are going to respond to that. I mean, I've never been in a position where I'm like, I don't need more friends. Yeah. And it gets right to the point, too. And it kind of just challenges the issue or whatever right away because if they're like no i'm good thanks you'd be like okay thanks for your time i'm gonna go ask somebody else now right <laughs> yeah and i i think too there a good thing for us to maybe talk about for a bit is like where do you even meet people to ask if they want to hang out or to ask if they want to be your friend like you know for a lot of us it probably happens naturally kind of through school or through work but that's not realistic for everybody maybe you work in kind of a more isolated job or maybe you work in a job where you don't have a ton of common interests with the people you're working with. I mean, those are all possibilities. So in those situations, um, how do you make friends? Because that that's tricky. Yeah, I think it can help if you if you have people in your life that you recognize are maybe more connected or have a, a wider social group than you, you can ask them like, hey, do you th do you know anybody that likes some of these things that I do? And you can be like, here, this is kind of the stuff that I'm into, that sort of thing. And getting other people to introduce you, I think is a great opportunity to build your, your social circle for sure. Um, and then as well, it can be, it can present another opportunity to perhaps get you out of your comfort zone doing some things that maybe you've always wanted to try but never really felt it now you're starting to stack up reasons for like maybe i should take this class on you know uh, computer engineering or something like that like that whatever your interests would be um or a book club or something like that that you maybe are always hesitant of just finding reasons to give things a try right to meet new people or mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of socializing happening online in this day and age of course right asking like hey is there group chats for things that i'm interested in or looking around for that engaging with people that like the same things that you do i think is a great place to start yeah i think common interests is, is a great way to start you know it's, it's cheesy everybody always is like join a club take a class but it's true like if you can take something where you're gonna find a mutual interest I think that's a great, like you say, a book club or a cooking class or, or something where you can meet somebody with a mutual interest. There's also lots of like walking groups and hiking groups. There's there's kayaking groups and stuff like that if you're kind of an outdoors person. Um, and the other thing I'll add to that is like maybe be open to people who are very different than you or, or have very different lifestyles than you. 
a good friend I made after high school in my adult life I met through work who's in a very different place in her life than I am, like is married and is about to have a baby. Um, and, and so not somebody I probably would have met through school or something like that and, and is in a very different place in her life. But I feel like I get a great different perspective about the world from her and we get along really well. So I think even being open to people who are are in different places in their life or who are very different than you um, can still help. And also a big thing is like just practicing your social skills. Maybe it's not somebody necessarily you'll be friends with or have a long-term friendship with, but just getting comfortable like chit-chatting with people you don't know very well and making conversation. Like that's a skill that you can learn through practicing and through getting more comfortable. Yeah, I'm going to paraphrase a quote. I think it's from Jeff Goldblum. You're only as interesting as you are interested. So I think that's a great part of ask about people. People love to talk about themselves for the most mm-hmm. part. Be interested in what's going on around you, what's going on for other people, and ask questions. Somebody, you know, you're noticing that they're bringing up uh, something in conversation a couple times. Ask a little bit more about it. Get, I think, w- one of the most beneficial things that I have learned kind of in my adult life is how to ask a good question. Like, And a good question is one to me that is open-ended, that kind of presents somebody the ability to talk at length about something. So questions that avoid somebody just being like, yes, no, whatever, and then that ends. Um, kind of leaving it up for them to really to really get into the meat of what they like. And that's how you find mm-hmm. out a lot about a person, I feel like. S- complete side note, but I'm just realizing you do do that a lot. And you are very good at it. <laughs> it's something that I very specifically tried to work on and was... I'll full on have times. When, and if anybody comes in, in the foundry and have an appointment with me, I'll sit there for like 10, 15 seconds in, in silence and usually I preface that I do this before I meet with people but I'm like I'm thinking of something good to ask you I'm not just gonna like <laughs> go on with something that is, is mm-hmm. kind of meaningless and ends right away I, I want to get into what you think about something because it's interesting to me yeah I, that's funny you you do that I noticed that that's and it is a great way like you say to be interested in other people everybody likes when someone is interested in them when they can have a good conversation with somebody um, and I will point out if if you're local and you're having a hard time meeting people, we have social and recreational groups at Foundry um, happening every week where we're doing fun things like cooking, making candles, making soaps, all sorts of kind of unique, interesting things. Um, and it's a great way to maybe meet people a bit closer in age um that you can chit chat with i've seen a lot of like friendships form and people meet each other through that so i think that's that's a great one that we can offer right here at foundry yeah it's facilitated by steph who's an awesome recreational therapist um there's often a peer support worker either me or jenny will will be at those groups usually um and it's just a chance to have some help along the way of making those friendships. If you feel a little awkward, like I don't really know how to start conversations with people. We have icebreakers that we do at the beginning and throughout the groups. We have, like I said, there's either a staff person, staff or us that are there to have conversations with you too, and then get other people involved in those conversations. And then it's it's just a beautiful, you know, carrying on from, from the client end that is always mm-hmm. really nice to see. 
Yeah, and it's okay to feel a little awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you're making new friends or when you're meeting new people, like it is awkward and it is uncomfortable. And so it's okay to feel a little anxious or a little awkward sometimes to have those like awkward silences. Like that is totally normal. It happens. Um, and, you know, the more you get to know people, the more you practice, the more comfortable you'll be doing it. So I hope some of these tips were maybe a little helpful in in tips to maintain friendships, tips to build new friendships. Um, but, you know, uh, as always, take care until the next time you hear from us next. Um, thank you all for taking the time to listen. And I hope you have a wonderful week or two weeks or however long until you hear us next. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>